Our gospel this morning is Luke 14, 1 through 14, and can be found on page 1621 in the Pew Bible. Luke records, One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. And there in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and he sent him on his way. And then he asked them, if one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing, nothing to say. And when he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. And if so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. And then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. And then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted." And then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or your sisters, or your relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. And all they, although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Today's gospel begins with a meal at a Pharisee's house. And you may remember a similar situation when we talked about the woman who had anointed Jesus' feet with a very precious perfume, and then she wiped his feet with her hair. And we know that the Pharisees 
often invited a variety of people to a Sabbath dinner in order to stimulate interesting conversation and debate. They didn't have uh, TV talk shows back then or Netflix or any other time waster that we have, so this was entertainment. And the people oftentimes went to see who the rich people had invited to dinner. And then some people received more honor when members of the community came to listen to the debate. Now further, Luke informs us that this was not the house of just any Pharisee, that this was the house of a ruler, a ruler of the Pharisees. And then that means that there would be other Pharisees at his meal. And then, as if we don't get the point that these Pharisees were up to something, Luke also informs us that, well, hold on, I just lost my place. But what he does is he informs us that this was a Sabbath and that they, did you catch this, they were watching him. They were watching him carefully. And so by the time that we get this far into Luke's gospel account, we pretty much know that this is, this is a setup. It's a trap. These Pharisees are going to try to embarrass Jesus and harm his standing in the community. And the only question is, how will they try to get him this time. And it doesn't take long for the plot to unfold. Where it says in Luke 14, 2, it says, And behold, there was a man before them who had dropsy. That's what many of the translations are. Um, dropsy is a synonym for uh, edema. And there is a fluid buildup that is similar to the buildup that comes around on an instant insect sting or bite. But in this case, the buildup is much more widely spread. And very often the swelling is big enough that it can distort the features of the body. And this condition can be fatal, but most of the time it is just very, very uncomfortable. And in addition to that, a person who suffered from dropsy was considered unclean. Jesus touched him on the Sabbath. The Pharisees thought that they had Jesus in a trap. And that trap was if Jesus did not heal this person, then the people that are witnessing all this will see him as being uncaring. And on the other hand, according to Pharisee tradition, that healing the man would be working on the Sabbath. Working on the Sabbath, which is a clear violation of the law of Moses. And either way, they were, Jesus would lose his honor. Well, Jesus met the conflict head on. Jesus responded to them, to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful? to heal on the Sabbath or not? 
And before the lawyers and the Pharisees could take, they could make their case against Jesus, he reversed the situation. And that is that if the lawyers and the Pharisees said to Jesus that he should not heal this person, then the people would see them as uncaring. And according to their own tradition, if they encouraged Jesus to heal the man, they would be encouraging Jesus to work on the Sabbath and to violate the law of Moses. Either way, they would lose honor. The lawyers and the Pharisees had not planned for this reversal, and so they said nothing. And then Jesus healed the man, and he pointed out the hypocrisy of the situation when he said to them, which of you, which of you having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on the Sabbath day will not immediately pull him out? And once again, we see that Jesus, well, he teaches from Holy Scripture, and God inspired Moses himself to preach this in Deuteronomy 22. He said, you shall not see your brother's donkey or his ox fallen down by the way and ignore them. You shall not do that. You shall help him to lift them up again. Uh-oh. So Jesus once again demonstrated that the Pharisees based their case on their own traditions while Jesus made his case based on Holy Scripture, the Holy Word of God. And then Jesus used this as an opportunity to teach that true honor comes from humility. He told a parable to those who were invited. And when he noticed, that was because he noticed who chose the places of honor. And in that parable, Jesus unpacked the Old Testament reading that we heard from Proverbs. And that is, do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of great, or the place of the great, for it is better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of the noble. That's Proverbs 25, 6 through 7. Humility waits for the host to assign the place at the table. Arrogance chooses the place for himself. Now remember, back in those days, people reclined at the table as they ate. And since this is an upper-scale house, the people probably reclined on couches instead of mats. And therefore, your position at the table would affect just how hard you had to work to follow the discussion. The more honorable places would allow you to be seen by many and to follow the conversation easily. And it is apparent that people at the meal were not waiting for the host to seat them. Instead, they were seeking the places of higher honor for themselves. Now, the first impression of Jesus' parable is that it's just giving some common sense advice, you know, mismanners kind of deal. And if you take a place of honor, you take a risk. Because if a person of higher honor comes to the meal, you will experience shame as everyone watches you get moved to the lower place. However, Luke specifically 
told us that this was a parable. So there must be more to it than practicing good manners or the obvious. So the hint comes at the end, whereupon Jesus says, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now in the parable, Jesus said that someone of higher rank might show up. It was a gamble. And when Jesus stated his conclusion, he used the word everyone. And that is that he was talking about the situation when taking a place of honor guaranteed the shame of moving to a lower place. He was talking about the great reversal as it affects us and it affects all people. And we heard about the great reversal last week when we heard Jesus say this, some are last who will be first and some are first who will be last, Luke 13, 30. And clear back in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, Luke recorded Jesus' Jesus' mother Mary as she praised the great reversal in the middle of what is known as the Magnificat. And that is when she said, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones. He has exalted those of humble estate. And he has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. That's Luke chapter 1, 51, verses 51 through 53. And Jesus said, Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. With these words, Jesus teaches that those who believe that they can contribute to their own salvation will hear the words, Give your place to this person. Such, peace, such people miss out on the kingdom of God. But meanwhile, those who confess that they deserve the eternal punishment for their sin and trust in God's mercy will hear the words, friend, come up here, move up higher. These people will enjoy a place of honor in God's presence forever. Now, we already do all of that when we have communion. We take the lowest place. We all just took the lowest place at the beginning of the service when we say, most merciful God. We confess that we are, by nature, sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, in word, and in deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we've not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. And Father, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us. Renew us. 
and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Do you remember saying that? Well, when we say these words, we are taking the lowest place. And when we take the lowest place this way, we hear the absolution that comes from your pastor when he says, Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and we all say amen. This is nothing more than a pastor, your pastor, exercising the authority that Jesus gave when he said in John 20, 23, if you forgive the sin of any, they are forgiven them. But if you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. So in the context of today's gospel, these words that the pastor says are Jesus saying, friend, come up here to a higher place. Now Jesus Christ has the authority to move us up. Why? Well, because he himself took the lower place. He took the lowest of all places. His perfect life, without sin, earned him the highest place of all. But he did not take it. Instead, he took the lowest place. He took his place under the punishment and under the wrath of God. And even though Jesus was perfect in every way. He took the lowest place on the cross. And by taking on this lowest of all places, Jesus earned the right for us to live forever in the very presence of God. And we know that this is true because God the Father has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead, Acts 17, verse 31. So when Jesus rose from the dead, it was just as if God the Father spoke to Jesus and said, friend, move up here. Move up higher. Jesus became the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep in 1 Corinthians 15, 20. His resurrection assures us, every one of us, that on the last day, Jesus will raise all the dead, that those who arrogantly took the higher places for themselves will hear this. Surrender your place. Go instead to the lowest place. And those who recognize their sin and call out to God for forgiveness will hear on that last day, Friend, move up higher. Take your place at my side. And Jesus made one more point 
in today's gospel. He instructed the Pharisee to invite people who could never pay them back. Who would never be able to repay the favor. And with these words, Jesus assures us that the kingdom of God is for all people, even those who are repulsive to society. And at the time of today's gospel, Jesus spoke of the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. He could have even pointed to the man that he had, that he had healed from dropsy. But in our day, he could point to that young person who makes people a little nervous because of the loud music or the tattoos or the piercings, the strange fashions, the odd hairstyles, or any number of other things that make us uncomfortable. Jesus made himself the lowest in order to save them as well. And they too confess, can confess their sins and trust in the mercy that Jesus earned for all people on the cross. They too can hear Jesus say, friend, move up higher. Now, the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write, though Christ Jesus was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even a death on a cross. And therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2, 6 through 11. In conclusion, Jesus Christ, who humbled himself to the lowest depth of the cross, is now exalted to the greatest height. He is now preparing the place of honor that he has earned for each of us at his wedding feast. And when the time is right, he will come and he will say to each of us, friend, move up higher. In the name of Jesus, amen.